Chad's got a new profile pic. Crack it. Whoa. Chad does have a new profile pic. Sick. Hey, we're live. Welcome or welcome back to the Football Card Quest, everybody. I'm your host, Andy Case, and here with my main man, Steve, the eBay hitman. We're going to be doing some live eBay hunting of football cards all day, every day. And then we're going to hop into a chihuahua over on underdogfantasy.com and build an ultimate roster, maybe take home 25K. We're going to look at some season-long pickums. We want to answer your questions. If you got any questions about player takes, the card market. Steve, I'm so pumped up right now, man, because I – just realized some new products have hit the market and I just came to an epiphany about a certain draft class that I am just so excited to hunt down right now in this live stream. Okay. I'm excited to hear about that because uh, I'm not quite sure what you're referring to. So let's go with it, man. Let's dig in, y'all. <laughs> So this is this is the draft class I'm so excited about. It's 2022. It's the second year guys that are going into this year, and it's all around the flip, man. I am not. I don't want to hear long term nothing, baby. I'm living in this summer right here, heading into September this fall for the 2023 NFL season, and 2022 select has hit the market. All right, and so has 2022 optic. So we're looking at now all the major sets, Mosaic, Prism, Select, Optic, all out in the market on eBay. There's a lot of 2022 product being sent to auction, just like I don't care. That got to go to auction, four set sale, a lot of big consignment shops, big breakers, people that just want to move product. Putting stuff in auction right now is a great time to hunt these second year breakout candidates and flip them heading into the season, Steve. No, that's exciting, and uh, it does make for like uh, another play, which is hunting the previous draft class. Because uh, you know, while all eyes are on these guys, you can sneakily buy guys from last year at a value. That's an that's a, that's an interesting tidbit there, man. So you're talking about doing a little bit of zagging while everybody's zigging. Yeah, uh, unless you're like busting a blaster and you know hitting pay dirt with a, a, a big you know case hit or something like that uh the prices are going to be sky high so initially you're going to want to just sell 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 prices are going to be high on the new new stuff for a while we've seen that even with like when base donruss comes out you know the thousand dollar max <laughs> mac jones psa 10 based on you know so uh learn from that mistake and uh you know if you got something new hot from a new product move it now you can probably get back into it not too distant future as long as it's not like a 101 there you go excuse me i had a little uh bit of uh, indigestion there uh but um yeah i like i like the strategy there steve and it's what i what i take away there is it's all around the flip it's all around the flip, right? Um, and that's the same thing I'm trying to do with 2022. And I want to give you somebody to chew on immediately in this live stream. You know how we like to do, Steve. We like to deliver value right away to the good people on the quest. And that guy, for me, 
is going to be Sam Howell. I'll put him right on the right on the thumbnail. I want to go up and pull up the 2022 product I'm looking at right now. Interesting one that's here. This uh, this this rookie Kings Prism from Optic is an interesting card. I'm not sure I'd pay $150 for it, but I do know it's short print, Steve. He's an interesting one. Uh, he's an interesting one because there's a lot of people paying a lot of money for his really, really rare stuff and the hopes that he takes off. So, you know, you wouldn't be alone in the, the Sam Howell hunt. Uh, but, you know, I think that window is beginning to close. Like you see an optic hollow there, 850, not bad. Not bad. Uh, I think if you're going to go in on a Sam Hollow card, you go in on something of high scarcity. Uh, if you're going to go in on it, make it worth the gamble. Because um, that's where the, the biggest return is going to be. If you're buying them just to buy them as a collector, you know you could probably potentially wait for some kind of letdown. He's not going to, I don't think, come out of the gates running and not have a bad game. So... Uh, but you're buying on hype right now, and you should be selling on hype too. <laughs> That's a good point, man. But this did end uh, 1850. Oh, just okay. to point out, it didn't update from the uh, the thumbnail here because it, it literally just uh, must have just ended. But okay. you're right, his base rookie ticket autos. Which, if you look at skill position guys, the sleepers like we looked at Ty Chandler and Jerome Ford, uh, some of our favorite sleeper running backs right now to target that are moving up those fancy draft boards. If you look at uh, Sam Howell's rookie base, rookie ticket auto compared to theirs, you can see his is 205 Theirs are $5. Of course, they're sleeper skill position. He's in that sleeper quarterback category. But the things I do like, Steve, I think you'll agree with me on, is their opening schedule at home against the Cardinals. That's very nice. Um, if he can beat Jacoby Brissett in the battle during preseason, we did see Sam Howell flash in a game last year and in the preseason last year. Uh, he doesn't necessarily have the draft capital. He's a fifth-round pick out of UNC. But he actually, his first three seasons at North Carolina were dominant, Steve. He passed for over 3,500 yards and 30 touchdowns in each season. But in 2021, he literally lost all of his skill position guys that were of any value. Deami Brown, Daz Newsome, Michael Carter, Javante Williams. And that kind of derailed his uh, his draft stock, his draft opportunity. But it did open another door for him to reveal that sneaky rushing upside. So he rushed for over 800 yards at UNC in 2021 while still passing for over 3,000. So that's that Konami code that we want to look for a quarterback that rushing and passing ability. Um, so he showed, he displayed those, those sneaky rushing upside ability last year, 8.9 yards per attempt in his one game that he played. So, um, you know, there's a lot of ambiguity. Obviously he's got fifth round draft capital. They're not tied to him. Jacoby Brissett is getting one of the largest, if not the largest, backup quarterback salaries in the in the league this year. So there's that, that definitely an open competition. The GMs, the coaching staff say they're all in on how, but I tend to think Ron Rivera holds information very close to his vest. Um, I, I'm not sold on him. Uh, that's why I am flipping him heading into the season versus like trying to make a long-term play here. Uh, but I do think he continues to build steam heading into the season. I agree with that. Uh, you know, if you look at some of the lower end stuff that you're swiping past, like the $3 base optic uh, with free shipping, pretty safe. 
right? Uh, even if he becomes or remains a starter, even if he's not top tier, uh, that's still a you know a fair price. You probably won't really lose on that. But uh, you know, on the contrary, on some of this higher end stuff, autos, RPAs, national treasures, yada yada yada. Um, if he does prove to be you know what what a lot of people in the hobby like, and that's the flashy, you know, big play guy, uh, you know, that can run touchdowns in or throw them. Well, you know, then you might have like a new hobby superstar on your hands. So uh, I'm not completely sold on him myself, but um, I do agree that especially with the opening schedule, uh, if you can find a good enough deal, uh, you'd be looking to move it either by week one or, you know, in the first week or two. It's tough, man, because I'm looking at like purple cracked ice here out of 225. I'm looking at the optic lasers, which I love. I know you, I think they're called velocities. I know you love those too. They're really cool design. This is a, this is a scanned image as well, which I think it makes that laser design or that velocity design really pop. But yeah, I'm looking at some significant competition cards already up to 41, 81 here. And I would love to get an auto, a rookie auto around that price. And right now I'm having to pay about, uh, you know, probably about 150, 200 when you clearly saw me get a card from the 2021 draft class of Mac Jones, who's got first round draft capital, potentially going to get a big wide receiver upgrade. I'm convinced, Steve, about that. And you saw me snipe his card in the stream last week. We got it numbered out of 75 rookie auto for a hundred bucks, man. That's that's a banger, man. I'm I'm really really happy we got that one for you. And uh, you know, here's one thing you got to think about. You saw you know, kind of uh, the middle and the ceiling with what Mac Jones stuff looks like. So uh, then you kind of just have to ask yourself, you know, if you could get it for the same price or less, wouldn't you just spend a little bit less and get a Mac Jones of the same card? You know, I know here's the thing. Everyone wants the new shiny toy, Andy. Everybody wants to be in on that guy that busts out. And uh, the the flip side to that is he doesn't, you know, so uh, with Mac Jones, you've seen him play well and you've seen him to play not well. You could only assume that with better play calling and more talent on the field this year that he'll kind of bounce back. You know, you have a virtually unknown, uh, you know, outcome for uh, for Sam Howell. So that's where the risk and reward comes in. Yeah, it's such a huge risk reward. It's like what what type of um, upside can I realize between now buying them now and flipping them at the start of the season? It is kind of tough. You can definitely see that upside in what, in, in the Chihuahua that we're about to do on underdog fantasy. I, I just looking at his, uh, his rankings and his ADP. If we come over here to underdog fantasy uh, type in Sam, Howe, you can see that his ADP is 196.4. He's going in the very final rounds of this draft. That's actually 196.4s, uh, QB 27. And you compare that to Mac Jones, who actually has moved up a couple spots, is 204. So they're both going at the end of the draft. So the ADP is not very different, but the values are different. And it almost makes me think, Steve, like talking about shiny new toy. I've almost got to wait the, uh, the rookie fomo element or fomo meaning fear of missing out for any of you that don't know what i'm saying when i say fomo uh i've almost got to weight that even higher uh on the hype index for the hobby it's it's crazy how much that 
that uh, that is weighted in the hobby. Oh, yeah, no, for sure. Um, you know, you could put two guys uh, on paper and look at statistics, and one guy is going to be way better numerically than the other. But one guy, I mean, we saw it with Trey Lance, and, and his values were just outrageous, despite not only not playing an NFL snap, but playing very few college snaps on top of that. So, I mean, the sensationalism that comes with, you know, hype or prospecting, uh, you know, in many other sports, but now in football as well, is sometimes you could clearly say is out of control. Everyone wants to hit gold, you know. They don't want to hit that fool's gold, but unfortunately when you're digging, there's going to be more fool's gold than gold. Not every guy is going to be the next, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes. And early grade results are coming back for Sam Howe here. 54% on the base prism. Uh, that's that's the PSA 10 rate, 39% for nines. It's still very low at only 99 PSA 10s and 72 nines. Um, and you, within the last 30 days, you do have 12 sales. Like So people definitely are, are buying this, even buy it now. Clearly, you can see the advantage there for the buy now, Steve, 65 to 49. Yep, 65 on average for the buy it nows. All right, it's not so bad. I, it's not bad. I mean, no, it's not bad. Like, if I, okay, so let's pull in. What do you got? Here's a question. What, instead of comparing them to Mac Jones, what, what does a Bailey Zappi of the same class go for? You know, because well, he's. That's a great point. Right. And there's still a lot of hype around him, despite the fact that he's not a starter, but he has started games. Uh, and I would actually be willing to bet that Howell's maybe a little bit higher. I think Zappy might be like, I don't know, probably like 40 to 50. Like, I think the Zappies might actually be more than the Mac Jones base uh, PSA 10s. Probably because of the pop report, you know, the graded results right now on Zappy are probably going to be pretty low. I uh, just want to look at the Mac real quick. Yeah, you can buy his PSA 10 base prism population at 1889 for $35 right now. Uh, so there's definitely like a floor there on his cards. Let's see if we've got any graded results back for Bailey Zappy. We do. So that's nice. $35, Steve. So it's right in line with what uh with mac is what yeah. the mac is 68 percent psa 10 rate on his 80 which is pop actually, though oh man yeah only 80 only 80 33 uh nines and two eights but so far i mean that's promising uh it, it may be a combination of uh people examining cards better when they're submitting uh becoming more knowledgeable in the hobby about what to look for when grading raw cards Plus, it, the, I, I tend to side with some people that speculate that PSA could be hedging grades uh, for some of the more popular players submitted. And certainly, like, uh, Bailey Zappi is going to be pretty far down their list of, like, you know, really hyped up guys, right? They're probably, if anything, they would be, um, they'd be hedging the, the grades on, like, on like a Sam Howe, I guess, or maybe Desmond Ritter or uh, definitely Brock Purdy, right, and Kenny Pickett. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it's definitely possible. Unfortunately, there is, you know, they've admitted it's to some degree that there are a, a level of gatekeeping happening at the highest uh, highest level. So I would definitely – 
I would definitely speculate that there's some some degree of favoritism and or uh, you know. I don't know, you'd call it grade scaling happening where they don't want to put too many tens out of certain guys. So that's probably a real thing. This is his rated rookie. Wow, that's a bad uh, result so far on the rated rookie, which typically does pretty well. This one, not so much, but it is Kenny Pickett. Uh, okay, so that was his daughter. So I just pulled in the, the wrong picture. I want to look at Purdy's prism. So 60%, almost 61% on Purdy's. Uh, base prism PSA 10 685 selling for 76 85 there in that one bid auction 95 and well, in a buy now almost a hundred bucks on that base you know if it wasn't if it wasn't for the injury Andy I mean the these prices would be still outrageous I think yeah he's definitely he's crushing it on the graded sold volume yeah yeah he's 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 crushing it there okay that's the score all right i have to get with the some of the pictures a little messed up but you guys get the you guys get the point there so would you would you uh well there's a 20 dollars zappy psa 10. so would you yeah. if you could spend let's say 50 bucks and you could get two zappy psa 10s or a sam howell you know what, what do you think you're doing I mean, I don't think there's necessarily uh, a wrong answer here, but I think I'm going zappy uh, to hedge my bet that I've already made on Mac Jones. So if things go sideways with Mac and he flames out under Bill O'Brien, say they get in DeAndre Hopkins, or maybe they don't, and he doesn't get the preseason pop that I'm hoping for, just uh, that'll really put him over the top, you know, to flip it. I'd like to hedge my bet on Mac Jones with a Bailey Zappi. What if, and this is again, like a massive speculation. That's a nice one there. Uh, you know, whether it is or isn't debunked, the whole potential of Tom Brady playing for the Raiders, you know, Brady has a long history with the Patriots. What if they're like, Hey man, let's go pick up the Mac attack and put him on the Raiders. Or what if they pick up Zappi? You know, now you have two starters, not one. Interesting. Well, I like two starters is better than one. <laughs> yeah, so no, even, if even if you're hedging your bets, you know, you you made out even better by doing so. Yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to see I could get something like this right here, this Optic Contenders Rookie of the Year for $85. Buy it now. Uh, that's under $100 to get a rookie auto from, from a decent set, like a nice – that's a nice card with a silver prism finish and everything. Uh, the autograph even looks to be on card. Like, that. pretty sure that's on card. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, I yeah, actually really, I mean, I really like those rookie of the years. Those are nice. Yeah, it's it's a great card. It's from Contenders Optic. Uh, to get it for eight eighty five, dollars I mean, you're paying at least double, maybe triple – for the Sam out, you know, so sure. I, I like that. Uh, I like that thought exercise. Actually, you've got me off of Sam Howe now and just continue to uh, buy the Mac Jones to flip uh, heading into the season and then to hedge that with some Bailey Zappi, who actually was drafted in the fourth round. So he was drafted just a couple picks ahead of Sam Howe. The Patriots passed on Sam Howe to draft Bailey Zappi. So there you go, man. Almost identical draft capital. 
And uh, what? So, so moving on, Steve. Who is a who is a second year player, or I, I guess it could be third year player for you that you are planting your flag on this year in 2023 that you think is uh, a good target right now to snipe. Honestly, uh, I've actually bought some Bailey Zappies recently. So that was actually part of why I mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I, I know nice. that, you know, you're not particularly a fan, but I've bought quite a few Alex Smith or it's not Alex, <laughs> Alec Pierce rookie ticket autos uh, on the cheap. And you can actually get some short print uh, optic variations for when I say cheap, I'm not talking five bucks, but I'm talking like you know, 10, maybe 15 for serial numbered versions. But, you know, how can you have all this Anthony Richardson hype? You know, he's unless he's just going to run the ball every down, like he's going to throw it to somebody. And you got to think that he's probably an upgrade, you know, over everyone that's been there in the last couple of years. So I think he's a guy to keep an eye on. Michael Pittman is a guy that I like, too. But you're talking 2020. But uh, Alec Pierce is pretty interesting. You know, Alec Pierce does check the boxes, man. It's it's not quite to the standard of a of a Derek Richard fourth round wide receiver. He is, uh, you know, he's a solid <laughs> second round draft pick on day two. Uh, he played with Desmond Ritter. He was one of Desmond Ritter's primary targets at Cincinnati, uh, but he check and, and he checks the box of having a 90th percentile 40 yard dash, 4.41 40 yard dash. Combine that with being 6'3", 208. Pretty ideal size with 33-inch arms. That's a big catch radius, 96 percentile catch radius, Steve. And that puts him in a 95th percentile for his height-adjusted speed score. Uh, I, I So I like that, his yards per reception, 17. So that shows that he goes deep. He gets the ball. Breakout age, 81st percentile is a good indicator of future wide receiver success. I know there's a whole – uh senior bowl debacle uh and, and they're definitely i have my doubts around him uh in just that passing game as a whole with uh anthony richardson but you're right they're obviously gonna have to throw the ball the defense is not gonna be as good as last year i don't think and the offense uh should be pretty good man should be pretty good with the rushing upside from anthony richardson and then also a healthy jonathan taylor michael Pittman taking the the alpha coverage should i mean free up alec pierce i mean you just you look at their depth chart yeah we like ashton Doolin as a, a deep sleeper and he's out there in like the number four spot they draft another rookie josh downs for the slot but alec pierce is going to be their flanker in two and three wide receiver sets steve that means he's going to have a high snap share so you like that's a lot of opportunity man um I think that he could definitely, definitely go up, especially when you combine the fact that he's getting primarily deep targets. Anthony Richardson with that arm is going to definitely let it rip at points. I think it's an interesting play, Steve. I think it's definitely one worth having exposure to. His fancy ADP is uh, 173, so you can get him really late. He should be super cheap. Yeah, and, you know, if – We've done a few of these drafts live, and I know a lot of people in the Discord have done some on their own as well. Uh, but, you know, there's some guys that are just really hard to pair up because their ADP is, you know, so close to the quarterback that they're attached to. Uh, whereas, you know, if you're taking Colts, shouldn't be a problem. 
Uh, you know, there's a lot of other teams where that's not the case either. If you look at like Justin Fields and DJ Moore, their ADP is one apart. So the odds of pairing them up is low. Uh, out of the 20 drafts I've done this season so far, I've only seen one guy get both and he had back-to-back picks. So it's just a really low likelihood. So, but uh, if you're looking to correlate, you know, receiver with quarterback and you're taking Richardson, you know, you can get a guy like Pierce quite late. I'm not a big fan of these $5 shipping price tags on these cards that are going to clearly end under $20. Uh, but I would say there's always a way around that, right, Steve? I mean, I could go and mine this guy's store and, and bundle some cards together, see what else he's undervaluing. and Yeah. No, he's actually a good seller. I've bought quite a few cards from that guy, and he's got a lot of auctions daily. So there's no doubt you could find some other stuff to ship it with. Uh, penmanship score for Alec Pierce, nine out of ten. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good auto. I'm gonna give him a seven point five. I think maybe the ink looks a little bit light because of the photo, but I think the auto is actually pretty pretty good quality. Let's see what else we can find. Are his rookie ticket autos on card? They look like to it. be. Well, I can see the P. I mean, basically, when you look at um, who was a Pierre Strong, that's all you get is that P right there. You get that big, you get that big P. Uh, <laughs> at least you get like an A L. You get an A L P. I'll give him a seven. I'm gonna give him a seven out of ten for his auto penmanship, just because I've seen so much worse from so many other players. At least you get three letters here. Uh, okay, we'll give him a seven. There's actually, Andy, uh, you know, for those willing to delve it out, there is a uh, rookie ticket auto gold out of 10 with a buy it now of 150 best offer available. Ooh. Mm hmm. Ooh. This one's also interesting, ending in 32 minutes uh, out of 49. He's got a little. He's got a few followers, man. 14 bids on this card. It'll be interesting to see what this one ends at later in the stream here. Uh, let's see what this one gets up to, Steve, as we jump into this Chihuahua. I did want to uh, shout out um, Andrew Mackins from underdogfantasy.com, Steve, because he shared with me a pick that he wanted me to share with everybody on the stream a season-long pick'em. So let's go back to the pick'ems, guys. If you're not familiar, we're on underdogfantasy.com. We are looking at season-long pick'ems for the NFL. And what we're doing is we're trying to string picks together. We're either picking over or under on different stats and string them together, potentially 20x our money, whatever bet we put in. And right now, you get a 100% instant deposit bonus with promo code QUEST. Up to $100. So you can put in as little as 10, get an instant 10 promo code Quest. Up to 100, get a free 100, Steve, with promo code Quest. Can't beat it. Are you ready for the, the pick em that he gave me? I don't know if yeah. I mentioned it or do, uh, do you want to take a guess? Uh, is it just like a recommendation of his? Is that what we're going with here? That was just one that he pointed out to me that he wanted me to share that he felt was very tantalizing. And yeah, it's the DeAndre Swift season long uh, season long projection here, okay. because I told him, look, if DeAndre Swift stays healthy, this is an easy over for me. Five hundred seventy five rushing yards. 
I'd go either one. I think this is uh, this is an over for me, but especially those rushing yards, that feels very low considering the fact that there's a possibility he could be healthy. Now, if you're just going to go ahead and say, well, the guy's never been able to play a full season, then we can go ahead and uh, bet the bet the under on this. But I think I, a lot of I think a lot of people have already forgotten that just like a season or two ago, before he got hurt, people were pegging him as like the like the top rushing yard potential leader next to uh, Jonathan Taylor for the season going into what twenty one. You know, people thought that he could be the RB one in the league prior to getting hurt. So uh, I don't think that that's a bad number at all realistically well and the touchdowns are interesting as well because i guess you do have to fact you, you do have to differentiate between passing and rushing this these aren't any time touchdowns they're just rushing touchdowns and this is just rushing yards so like he's he he's hit this over one out of the last three years but like like we mentioned yeah he hasn't played a full season to this point the efficiency last year actually was his best in his career at five and a half yards per carry. Now he's going to be playing behind the best offensive line in his career with undoubtedly a chip on his shoulder, you would imagine, uh, on a contending team with a lot of depth chart competition. So, I, you know, we know it's going to be some t- form of committee and there's three or four guys going to split with whether it's Rashad Penny or Kenneth Gainwell or Boston Scott, but – um, I got to think this is a pretty easy over here this year. Super high octane offense, a lot of red zone opportunities, a lot of just offensive opportunities, period, behind a high quality offensive line. Best in the league, Steve. Yeah, I mean, e- even if, uh, you know, even if him and his counterpart get 750 each, which is not that good, but let's say he has a handful of good games and then gets hurt, 575 isn't that that hard to do, even if he gets hurt. So I'm going over on DeAndre Swift, and instead of going the over on Jalen Hurts rushing yards, I think we should be smashing the over on Jalen Hurts passing yards. Let's uh, let's be real here for a second, Steve. He passed for 3,700 last year, all right, and they actually passed the ball more in neutral game script scenarios than most teams. Like they they passed the ball when they're in neutral game script scenarios in the beginning of a game, but once they get a lead and they start dominating the team, then they start running the ball a lot more. Uh, but if you look at their neutral game script passing rate, it's actually pretty solid. Now Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator, goes to the Colts. The quarterback's coach, Brian Johnson, is promoted to the offensive coordinator. This is the guy that's credited for helping Hurts take the passing step he did last year, along with bringing in A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith and Dallas Goddard. So I think it's almost a no-brainer that they pass the ball more this year. They are forced to as well because they lost key pieces to their defensive secondary. So defense is going to be legit, especially that front seven and the linebackers. And they still got a couple good corners, but it's not going to be as lethal as it was last year in the secondary. So – I think this is going to lead to when they play better offenses, there's going to be just a higher probability of shootouts, which is going to force Jalen Hurts, like we said, in a neutral game script scenario when he's tied with another team to throw the ball more. And he's already hit over on 3,500. 
Steve, what am I missing here? This is like one of the easiest overs I've seen on here. Yeah, I think that's realistic. And you see a lot more teams going forward on fourth down. Uh, And, you know, I don't think they're going to come out of the gate looking like an undefeated team. Maybe they will. But, you know, if they're in more battles where they actually have to throw the ball, uh, that only creates more of an upside for the over on, on that. Yeah, I think Hertz has a, a career season. I think he's going to flirt with uh, MVP consideration. He's going to flirt with QB1 overall. Uh, it's going to be very interesting, man. That 2020 quarterback class is just looking so dominant. It's looking like the new wave of, of you know, quarterbacks of the future, you know. Uh, I, was, I was looking at an interesting stat from 33rd team earlier steve on ebay where they said you know there's been a hundred and i think it was 114 teams in the uh hold on one second i gotta i want to pull up because this is like from a, a former coach and it was basically talking about quarterbacks that have been in a super bowl let's see notifications let's go to this real quick yeah, yeah. Okay. This is from um, offensive coordinator Mike Martz, uh, former, off, you know, retired. In total, there have been 114 teams that played in the Super Bowl, and 68 of them were led by a QB who eventually made the Hall of Fame or is likely to get inducted. That's just pretty interesting because that is, uh, that's over 50%. That's like 60% of of those teams led by a quarterback who eventually made the hall of fame. Uh, so I think that, I think that gives you a lot of confidence investing in Jalen hurts, a guy that's much cheaper than Herbert and burrow burrow, another guy that's been there. So he's clearly a, a future hall of fame candidate now as well, but the odds are pretty good in in Hertz's favor to continue this dominant run here for at least the next four years, right, Steve? I agree, man. Uh, Hertz, I think the Eagles actually, you know, have a, a pretty clear path back to the playoffs, maybe even the Super Bowl again. Uh, that team is just really good, and they just have an incredible offense and a and a, and a good enough defense to do it. Hertz is elite. There's no other way to say it. And, uh, you know, we always talk about like uh, intangibles, but the intangible with him is the guy is just a big dude and he's got wheels, you know. So, uh, you know, he probably is similar size to some of the linebackers in the league. So as far as longevity goes, like the guy's going to be able to take more hits. And uh, and if he's got that kind of speed at his height, man, there's just so many things you can do. Uh, I still think that Hertz's ceiling in the hobby has not been reached. No, I I totally agree with you. I want to see what the line is on AJ Brown because if I'm going over on the passing yards for Hertz here, I want to go over on the receiving yards for some of his young stud weapons uh, like Mr. AJ Brown here. This is, this is a beefy line at 1100, but we've uh, we've talked about him in the past. He put up 1500 receiving yards last year. And if Hertz is just going to throw the ball more, like that's just that's just such an easy number. Either one of these, he put up 11 touchdowns last year. He put up 1,500 receiving yards. I mean, like pick your poison here. 
uh, either one is going to be money in the bank. Bank. Uh, I don't know if we've covered it on the channel before, and I'm sure this number has gone up since then, but uh, Jalen Hurts was squatting like 600 pounds in college. Uh, that's just absolute madness. Such a and you want to talk yeah. about guys that are freaks in nature. I mean, A.J. Brown is another guy, uh, too. I mean, you're putting – and then even Devontae Smith, another guy that's just, uh, you know, a little bit, you know, thinner, faster, but he's like the opposite end of the spectrum. But, again, just absolute physical freaks, and they have talent, which is the perfect pairing, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and the guy, it's the thing is, these these numbers are set lower than what they achieved last year. So they just have to meet the expectations they hit last year, and they're going to be throwing the ball more this year. It's pretty clear based on the actions that they've taken in personnel and coaching this offseason. It's going to get a little – it's going to be dialed up a little bit more, Steve. So I think these are both the easy um, overs. Now we do have to have a bring back uh, for another team. we got to have a bring – and actually I'm going to take – uh, Swift, I've decided I'm going to take Swift off of this um, because I want to bring back a quarterback and a receiver from another team. And to do that, in in uh, commemoration here about this Chihuahua getting ready to jump in, we got the week 15, 16, 17 schedule pulled up, Steve. I got my favorite, uh, a lot of my favorites, not all of them, but I got a lot of my favorites highlighted in green here, both – uh, powerful offenses that can put up points and force the other opponent to put up points leads to shootouts, right? Um, so I got the Eagles at the Seahawks here, and then I got the Eagles at the Giants, at playing at home against the Giants week 16. And then week 17, the Eagles get the, uh, the cakewalk matchup against the Cardinals, not touching anybody on the Cardinals. Uh, I wouldn't mind, though, playing the – the Giants don't feel confident on which receiver I would pick from the Giants at this point. Uh, I, you know, I love the smoke that Paris Campbell's getting in camp, but I, I'm pretty confident in that fizzling out come Week One. Now, I would be interesting to see if there's anything for Darren Waller. It's interesting, uh, Andy. If you look at reoccurring reports in the preseason, every year there's a guy or two that they forecast as like a gadget player you know the next Debo Samuel uh you know he's gonna take snaps at running back he's gonna do this he's gonna do that and realistically not many of those guys have actually done it to enough enough of repetition to make them a, a higher value than than the reports would lead them to be I think the only one that actually has was Cordero Patterson and he's actually, you know, slowly taking less and less of a role because of some of the draft picks they've had. So take it with a grain of salt. But I mean, if you're able to get a value, it's definitely worth it. A guy, a guy like that that's going to a team like the Giants that doesn't have a clear cut number one uh, is actually probably a better, better risk than him going to a team where there's like other good receivers. Yeah, this number still scares the shit out of me, man. 750 yards for a guy that played only nine games last year, 11 games the year before, and is now 31. I know he's a freak athlete at 6'6", 255, but not hitting this over since 2020 definitely scares me, man. Um, and, and that number for Daniel Jones, he barely hit it last year. Uh, so th that, that definitely scares me a little bit, 
especially when you talk about some of their weapons offensively potentially fizzling out a higher for, I think you got to put a higher fragility rating on a Darren Waller. Like he's not the same. He's not from the same uh, cut of cloth that a Travis Kelsey is, you know what I'm saying? It's like the, the games played are just drastically different there over, over the career. Um, I'm, I'm I'm really intrigued though by that week's uh, 15 matchup against Seattle here. The Eagles play in Seattle. Geno 3,800 yards, adding additional weapons. Uh, still on that YOLO contract. Geno Smith. How do you feel about going over pairing this slip with the over on 3,800 when he threw for 4,300 last year? Yeah, that's not bad. That's not bad. Yeah, buddy. I mean, you got to think that they're going to play at least a similar split run and pass, and you could argue they have another weapon now. I think that the only thing that you could make the argument for is their defense got better. So you could say, oh, they're going to allow less points. They might throw less, maybe, but that's a pretty big speculation. Yeah, yeah, and I I still think their front seven is not going to be – it's not going to be elite. So there's still going to be, I still think they're going to get into plenty of, of shootout scenarios where teams are just scoring on them and they're going to be aggressive scoring right back. If Gino plays anywhere near he did last year, this is an easy over. Uh, you could also look at Tyler Lockett who's at 825. The guy hasn't had a below 825 receiving yards since 2017, Steve. That's, that's pretty 2017, juicy, man. man. I mean, what am I what am I missing here? I get you bring in JSN, but he's I mean, he's JSN is gonna be uh this this sport won't be scored live, but we'll pay shortly after the game though. Okay. Um the JSN is gonna be playing a complimentary role to Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf. You know what I'm saying? It's still going to be Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, and two wide receiver sets. Then you put JSN in the slot. So he shouldn't really be taking away too much from Lockett, especially in a, a more uh, explosive offense. Just out of curiosity while while we're in here, I was going to say uh, I'm intrigued by Stafford because I feel like people think that he's just going to fall off a cliff, but I, I don't think that's going to happen at all. Well, it, uh, reportedly he's healthy, so this this line is really close to Lockett. It's like, why not go with the man that they've trusted for so many years, who's in the sunset of his career? Uh, he's not quite as old as a uh, as an Adam Thielen or even a, a Darren Waller. So it's like, it's this is like the sunset of Tyler Lockett's uh, career, man. I, I he's been a guy who's taken really good care of his body. So we're going to go ahead and put in a, a $10 slip for this one here. Boom. Bingo. All right. Nice. There's a slip there. You want to look at Stafford real quick, and then we'll hop into a Chihuahua. Yeah, Steven in the chat uh, was kind of reading my mind with that one. I was hoping to do a like Stafford-Van Jefferson play, depending on if he's uh, available or not. Why is he not showing up? Maybe it's under Matt. Well, they don't have Stafford in Stafford. No, maybe it's... What? Let me just go Rams. No, wow. they don't have a Stafford yet. No Stafford. Unless it's taken down. Maybe the Stafford line got taken down. 
It was too good. I like uh, I like the Cam Akers though. That's that seems yeah. really low, man. All the report there 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 is very little depth chart behind him. Like Kyron Williams, uh, I mean the depth chart behind Cam Akers is pretty pathetic. And Cam Akers, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of mileage on his wheels since entering the NFL. I mean he and he finished like if you look at the game log. The way he finished his season last year was very good, including a an RB one finish against Denver in Week 16. Those are playoff championship weeks where he put up 34.7 fantasy points, three touchdowns. So uh, the the juice is definitely still there for Cam Akers. I think he's kind of out of the doghouse this year. He's going to be relied upon a lot, I think, in this offense. He's not a card target for me just because I'm. I'm out on the Rams altogether in 2023. Their defense is just so bad. Uh, I think they're going to have a much better year than last year, Steve, but I don't think they're going to be a playoff team out of the NFC West uh, getting through the Seahawks or the 49ers. I don't see that happening, but when I look well, at this. I mean, you ideally for fantasy, you, you want a good QB with a bad defense. That means yeah. he's gonna be he's gonna be on the field all the time, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's why I like Kirk Cousins, uh, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison this year. He's got to be uh, one of the top the top offenses to to target. I like this though, Stafford, Cooper Cup, uh, and if you throw in some Van Jefferson, sure, let's do it. Uh, Cam Akers, seven fifty. Akers had Akers had some monster monster games last year. Monster, uh, especially yeah. the last seven eighty six. The last five games, he had, uh, I think, one or two – no, two or three 150-yard games, I think, in the last five games. Let yeah, me and, put up, and put up 786 uh, rushing yards, matched his efficiency from his rookie season. So, uh, I think he, that's a very safe over on on that one, Steve. So, so I, they, yeah, they, they gave him the workhorse job week 16. And he delivered with 118, 123, 104. That's pretty nice. I wonder if you can sort by just uh, running backs or if you sort by RB. No. Um, you know, one of these one of these Bears running backs, high confidence, one of these Bears running backs is going to go over. Uh, maybe multiple ones, but this 460 from Dante Foreman, very juicy. I'm very bullish that one of these Bears running backs is going over. You guys love to run the ball, and that's why you added bruiser after bruiser depth uh, to to the room. I mean, I feel like you could probably go over on both of these guys. I wish there was a Roshan Johnson on here too, man. But yeah, uh, Herbert had 732 rushing yards last year in just 13 games, man. 13 games on just 129 attempts, 5.7 yards per carry. I th- yeah, I agree with Derek. I think that it was just presumed that Herbert was going to start once Montgomery left, but that's definitely not the case. They will use like a, primarily two backs and then like a third for goal line situations. And then they still have like two guys that are going to be like third down slash special teamers. So, it's just a mess, man. Uh, but I do think those numbers are low enough that you could make a, an argument for any of them. 
Dante Foreman put up 914 rushing yards last year on 203 attempts. Even if he gets only 100 attempts in this offense, uh, which is very realistic, you know, especially, you know, on a on a run-heavy team, even when we're talking about splitting it three ways, all right? So he considered the, uh, the, the 200 rush attempts that – David Montgomery has vacated by leaving Chicago. And then we talked about how many did Khalil Herbert get? He got 129. So it's 330 right there. Plus there's, I'm sure, a few other guys. I think, don't you, didn't you guys pick up like uh, Travis Homer or something like that, that that took some snaps last year? Yeah, Travis Homer, Tristan, uh, Tristan Ebner. Yeah, him and Ebner are going to be – fighting for a roster spot satellite so. fighting for a roster spot yeah but last year uh he took 19 homer took 19 uh ebner let's see how many ebner took so so far we're like up to 350 uh ebner took 25 so 375 so there we go we split it down the middle each one of these guys gets about 125 carries uh, 125 carries for Deonta Foreman at his efficiency at like four and a half yards per carry is well over 460 yards. We're talking more about that six, 700 yard mark. And each one of these guys could be about that marks. One of those guys could go well over with a couple breakaway runs and some big games, you know, just with a hot hand. Uh, so I just going to go with the guy who's got the lower number who put up, he, I mean, just incredible bruiser running back. And he's also expend, expendable because they didn't have to pay a lot for Deonta Foreman, you know, and, he, and he's a veteran. So, yeah, they can run him, they can run him yeah. into the ground without penalty. Right? Yeah, run him into the ground without penalty. I think that's probably what they'll do because he's got the most experience. Maybe by the end of the year, uh, Roshan takes over this back this, this backfield and kind of earns him at least like maybe a 50% workload. And then it's split the rest of the way between Foreman and Herbert. Um, just because Roshan's probably got the most juice. But I don't know, man. Deonta Foreman had a lot of juice last year. So I'm excited to see him on the Bears. Yeah, I mean, a guy that probably most people wrote off early in his career is definitely having a little – I think it's too early to call it a renaissance, but I mean he's having a late career surge, and it's 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 nice to see. Now I did hear twenty twenty three. One more uh, one more topic conversation before we hop into the Chihuahua. I did hear twenty twenty three Chronicles football is out, I believe, or it's it's coming out right now. Somebody messaged me and said uh, Chronicles just dropped. Uh, so I'm, I'm okay. counting on that. I'm, I'm going to have to go back to my DMs and find out uh, who that who that was. Oh, yeah. See, look. Sealed Hobby Box. The Hobby Boxes are out. There's, like, no product yet on – I don't see any singles yet. I don't see any singles yet. That, man, that I, I, won- I wonder fresh. if it's, like – formally out or if somebody leaked a couple boxes f first off the line are they doing fotl with um with chronicles these are th- you might want to check the description these could also be like pre-sales the, the product may not even be out 
And it, well, when it when typically from what I've seen, they'll put um, pre pre order pre release on here. It's not showing it. Um, I'm not showing it on here. All right. So sometimes gotta go to Steel City Collectibles. I uh, just go to the release schedule here. Let's see. Cardboard Connection says I will join you in Chicago. All right, June twenty third. This says July fifth, Andy. What? July fifth. Oh man. Twenty twenty two Chronicles Football Hobby Box. Steel City saying uh, June twenty eighth. Okay. Yeah, cardboard connection said the. I mean, whatever. Either way, it's not out. Yeah. Whatever, it's not out for another six days. Uh, according, it's according to this uh, calendar here on Steel City, saying release is six twenty-eight is when they'll start shipping it out. Release is six twenty-eight, but it also says subject to change. So, yeah, <laughs> um, sometime between six twenty-eight and seven five, and this is a this is a big release. This is going to take the place of a lot of uh, Bowman. Chrome University, Bowman's best leaf draft. Of course, those super rare ones they'll, they'll do okay, so you don't have to worry about those super rare college autos. But <clears throat> excuse me, the uh, the new rookies. I and I think Steve, this is one of the popular aspects of the sets. Is it going to release a prism black? Oh, wait, damn. this is twenty twenty two. This is not the Chronicles. Oh, this is Chronicle. I was looking for no. draft picks. Yeah, no, the draft picks is still going to have college uniforms. I've been, I've been duped. I got there it is. There we go. Seven five. You're right. Oh, There's look the at seven, that five. sixteen box case. Seven five. Seven five, and then select draft picks. Um, seven twenty one. So seven five is the date then. So get if there's any of those Bowman Chrome U's and stuff like that, you guys want to sell now on these rookies. They're super hot, like me. I am going to be selling my Hendon Hooker. Going to try and go ahead and get out of this now and uh, buy back into him probably like November time frame, you know, some pro uniform stuff. I will there say you know. this. I, you know, there's there's a plus and a, and a minus to uh, – to those cards there's some pretty sweet cards that come out of those but as a whole there's a lot of junk right and i mean yeah that's pretty much true of uh you know just about any any product that you buy but uh if you're especially not into college uniforms that's like a double negative you know i just found this is this is this is contradictory advertisement because from what I understand, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud have an exclusive contract with Fanatics for their autograph cards. From what I, everything I've been hearing, all even from guys uh, like Card Collector Two, probably one of the biggest names in the hobby, uh, is that these guys that have exclusive contracts with Fanatics aren't going to have autograph cards from Panini. But here's Panini clearly telling us, hunt for. Look for the gold vinyl autograph of Bryce Young in this new set we're releasing July 5th. 
are they are they lying here or are we just misunderstanding the fanatics exclusive contract that's that's a pretty good question actually uh yeah i don't know i i don't know if the fanatics contract is exclusive to pro uniforms that could be a thing um and and maybe it is i don't know maybe the college stuff is still on the table i think it just has to do with pro uniform if i had to guess From my understanding, uh, Fanatics uh, pulled the, pulled the same trick with uh, NBA, where now you're going to have a lot of the top young guys coming into the league that won't have autos in the new product. So that, I mean, you are essentially gimping all new product coming out because the top, you know, guys that you're looking to pull rare autos from, like, just won't be in the set. I do like that they're putting a lot of optic in this year. Uh, I'm very tempted to buy a box. Uh, I'll post this up. It's only 175 bucks. Eight cards per pack, six packs per box. I'm tempted to buy a couple boxes and do a uh, a break at cost for everybody in our Patreon uh, pro uh, membership over at uh, patreon.com slash football cards. I'll post up in the Discord, see if you guys are interested. But you get three autographs per box. So if we did uh, if we did two or maybe even three boxes, it still wouldn't be that bad of a buy-in at cost and uh, divided by 12 people. And then like two, two boxes is perfect because you can buy two boxes for uh, $350 and you, you're guaranteed six autographs. Six autographs, Steve. And $350 plus shipping divided by 12 is uh when you when you like do that that math divided by divided by 12 that's uh only like 30 dollars plus uh about five dollars shipping so like 35 dollars a person that's not bad man I, th I think i'll definitely post that up and uh see if see if everybody's interested in doing one of these just because of the autograph appeal of the rookies see what we get I think it's interesting that they're showing a spectra base nebula. If you look at it says two spectra inserts per box. I think it's interesting that they're including spectra inserts as two per box. That's that's pretty interesting. Yeah, two spectra inserts, six hollow, twelve optic, one silver. Very, very appetizing uh break highlights here. Three autos. No, so cool. yeah yeah man uh something to keep in mind there guys seven five release seven five I, release i do want to say this too because i feel like we don't cover this side of the hobby nearly as much and I, I know you do andy and i know there's a ton of people in the chat or watching on youtube that that do as well it ain't just it ain't just about the flip man there's a whole another aspect of it uh you know i buy a lot of pc stuff i know you do too as well uh you know if you're a bucks uh excuse me if you're a gators fan which i know you are you know i am too I, even though i like ucf as my main team but i mean if you got an anthony richardson yeah that might be like a cool sell now because it's going to be the hot new product but you know at the same time that's a cool little even if it's not that rare like a cool little gators pc card uh that you could hang on to for yourself so I'm just saying it, it's it's not going to all always be just about the the flip. I've got some college unis, even though I don't like college cards of guys that I collect. 
just because it's cool to have if it's a guy you like. Right on, man. Yeah, but definitely buy what you like, uh, collect, have fun. That's the most important thing. Steven, you're not here by yourself. Good evening to Steven, FL, Matt Murray, Benjamin, Derek Richard, fourth round wide receiver man in the house himself. Maybe I'll auto pick one here in a minute. Eclipse cards. For uh, Chad with the new profile pick. Loving hey. it, man. It's clean. I like got that negative black and white look going. Bush is asking about last three purchases. Uh, let's see. I got an Illusions Trophy Collection Fields, numbered out of 149. I got an Alec Pierce 101 printing plate and a Nico Collins out of 30 rookie ticket auto. Boom. Oh, very nice. It put me on the spot. I had to go uh, look up. Let's see. <laughs> I keep my purchase history very close to the vest. Because I like to re unveil it on a mail day. <laughs> um, but that shipped my Tom well, Thornton. You could always throw, uh, you know, if you bought any PC stuff. Like oh, that. you guys saw this in the Discord. I fat fingered an auction, Steve. It was a Silver Prism rookie ticket auto for Taekwon Thornton. That was $15. I meant to put in $20.58, forgot the period, and put in a bid of $2,058. So like if any of the other bidders or the seller knew that, <laughs> uh, then I'd have to pay some ungodly amount of money for that card. But luckily it did end like right there. I got it for to a total of $2,150 out the door. It is, uh, it is a real thing. Don't forget decimal points. Uh, I've made that mistake as well. Using a phone, it's a lot easier to think you hit the decimal point and you didn't and accidentally bid uh, $2,000 on a Cole Komet National Treasures Auto, which thankfully I won for $38, which was a steal. Uh, but yeah, it can happen. And thankfully no one put a egregious bid out that would have driven our price up. Hmm. Yeah, thank God, man. Thank God. Uh, definitely would have not have wanted that, so... Say what's up to the real Noriega from Texas in the house. We got Bob Graff. We got Cole Vu. He says he's been trying to stack some uh, numbers. Sam Howell on the low to grade since I'm the PSA. Hopefully get back before the season starts. That would be really nice. Scatterbrain. All right, Scatter's in the house. It's time we can officially start the draft. Uh, Thundering Sports Cards doing very good. Thank you for that, sir. And yeah, Mr. T James in the house posting up snaps uh, or snipes. <laughs> uh, Ten minutes, fifty-four dollars now. Fifty-four dollars now. Twenty twenty-one dollars. Justin Fields rookie optic preview hollow prism silver preview PSA nine. Ooh, buddy, uh, that was nine nineteen. That was like forty minutes ago. Man, can't believe we've been streaming for an hour already. Christopher Lopez in the house. All right, Steve, we better hop into this uh, this draft. Got our man Filthy out there. Hector. He sure does, man. Late Stick. Oh, we got a super chat from Late Stick. Where, where are those new scissors at? 
I thought I put those new scissors in. They were in the uh, video. They were in the mail. In video. the video, like a few weeks back. Um, I don't have them out here right now. I, believe it or not, I have the old ones out though. I got the old. I just leave the old ones sitting out. The the new ones, I think they're in the drawer. Uh, I have to go get them. All right. I sent a couple of uh, auctions your way. The one I just sent actually ends in about nine minutes, but the other ones have uh, quite a bit of time left. But I really appreciate that uh, that super chat, Late Stick. Um, that super chat is wide open, by the way, guys. If you uh, want to ask where anything else is at or <laughs> contribute to the show, all the hard work that Steve and I and all the other uh, guests put in, uh, let's go ahead and hop into this best ball draft on Underdog Fantasy, guys. It's that time. We gotta get into the Chihuahua before it fills up, man. The numbers are going up fast here. Uh, best part of the day, Andy. Yeah. You guys ready? I'm gonna count down from five, Steve. I'm gonna go five, four, three, two, one. Let's go, guys. Enter. Let's go. Hopefully we're oh, all man, in. Oh, that, that that filled quick. I hope I hope most of you guys got in this. That filled super quick. Uh distant cowboy. Ben right. Brady, Nobes, Gup, Baldwin. No, I don't I didn't get into this with none of y'all. Yeah, you're in mine. Oh, Scaladesi. I see you. If you guys are in the draft with us, say what's up in the chat. Yeah, I don't don't Usually, recognize any of the mains except for Scaldesi. The nine o'clock ones are just a hair harder because of the fact this <laughs> league is uh, filling. But if you guys all got into a different <laughs> one, in theory, we should end up on the same time and uh, maybe fire another one up. Nice, nice. It oh, looks like some other, uh, quest, uh, some other quest league mates got in, got into a league together. So that's good. And you're not drafting right next to me, Steve. You're at the one dot nine. So, is that is that been pretty typical for you, the back back end, or have you been pretty much all over the place? Yeah, uh, pretty much all over the place. I feel like I've been at like three through five almost almost entirely uh which puts me in like McCaffrey to Kelsey range seemingly almost every draft so 9 is going to be a new spot for me oh Christian McCaffrey going early in this one man that means i'm going to have a pick between Cooper Cup and oh are we fading Tyree Kill now that he he allegedly walked onto a boat at the Miami Marina and slapped a guy in the neck after getting into some kind of quarrel oh. with him. And the guy now wants to press charges. Once I he feel found like, out it was Tyree Kill. Yeah, I feel like it, at least a little bit you have to. So I don't think anyone would judge you for going Cooper Cup. And and then Stefan Diggs is disgruntled because they're they're running more heavier packages and wanting to become more of a, a run uh, pass balance team 
and he's just he's not digging it, man. D- Stefan Diggs <laughs> is not digging it. Stefan is not digging it, huh? No, he's not. He's he's not digging it because it means even fewer targets, and he wants the damn ball, man. He's a ball hog. That's what he's being right now. He's a ball hog. That's his cryptic. Stefan Diggs has got the most cryptic uh, story posts ever. Yeah. I mean, you got to appreciate the guy on the field, but man, off the field, it seems like he's kind of a headache, you know? I'm not sure. I think this is a cryptic message from Chad here. He said, Cooper Cup built my headboard. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> Sounds kind of cryptic. Let's see who's coming. Oh, I got another pick coming up here. All right. Where to go next? Derek says, hell no, by the dip. Yeah, knowing our uh, legal system around the uh around the players uh yeah probably nothing will happen in 2023 anyways because they just hire the best lawyers that keep oh, and everything oh. <laughs> hezekiah cup you know hezekiah. it's it's here's the thing andy is the the nfl is not consistent with player punishment you've got uh you know guys that confirmed have uh, pulled guns on people like Mixon who are still on a team and not cut and may not face any discipline. And then you've got a guy like uh, Matt Agiata, or if that's how you pronounce his name, the young punting stud for the Bills who got cut after like uh, sexual misconduct type allegation, uh, which turned out to be completely false. So it's pretty interesting to see like the knee jerk reaction comparison from player to player, you know? Yeah, it is pretty interesting. I get it now. Because Cooper Cup's an Amish woodworker. He's got the beard. He's got the beard to prove it, man. And he looks, yeah, he looks the part. I haven't read the article yet, but he looks definitely looks the part. Yeah, Ray Lewis. Uh, Man, there's just so many guys. So many guys that have done stuff. Kareem Hunt. What he was on video, uh, like hitting somebody and no i was ray rice he came back in the league he hit somebody and dragged him out the elevator i think kareem hunt hit somebody too so yeah. there's definitely definitely not uh, a level of consistency with player punishment all right so steve we both started off wide receiver wide receiver you've got aj brown devonta smith i'm guessing you do not want me to select jalen hurts here (laughs) (laughs) probably not but i'd be shocked if he makes it back to me that's messed up uh i mean nobody else got a reason to snipe him unless they plan on stacking him later with like uh swift or just to run him naked um this third round has been pretty juicy for running backs you got Brees Hall, Najee Harris, got DeAndre Hopkins, Keenan Allen. Man, I love me some Keenan Allen this year. That Kellamore, Justin Herbert offense, healthy. So tantalizing. Got to do it, brother. Got to do it, especially uh, looking at that. And I don't even care if I reach on him. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. He's not going to come back to me. 
So I'm picking them. Uh, damn right, I'm picking them seven picks ahead of ADP. I gotta get that differentiation. I'm just looking at the fact that I got a Rams here. Rams playing the Saints in uh, 16. And then Rams playing the Giants in 17. I got T. Higgins now. Let's see. So I got all Higgs. Higgs is Higgs is uh where's the Bengals? Yeah, Vikings Bengals. Oh yeah. Um Bengals Steelers. Okay. All right. Maybe I give me some Joe Mixon late. Bengals Chiefs, week 17. We all know that one. For whatever reason, Andy, and maybe it's just uh, you know, maybe he's not flashy, he's not the Debo Samuel in crazy playmaker type, but the guy has made a lot of big plays in his career, but the Keenan Allen, uh, you know, maybe, maybe won't make the hall of fame, but uh, he's, he's good enough. You want to talk about a model NFL receiver. He's just outstanding every year. Uh, you know, very limited injury history with the exception of last season. That's the guy you want on your team every year, especially for fantasy purposes. Yeah, and I'm not worried about Quentin Johnson, their first-round draft pick, eating into Keenan Allen's opportunity share because Keenan Allen runs over half of his snaps out of the slot. So he plays a lot out of the slot. Quentin Johnson's going to be more of an outside clasher. He's going to eat into a lot of Josh Palmer's opportunity, mostly all of it, and then some Mike Williams if he can actually exceed expectations as a rookie. Uh, but not worried about Keenan Allen whatsoever. In fact, we know he's going to exceed 100 targets this year. If healthy, probably more exceeding 150. This is going to be a very high passing volume team and playing fast. And they're looking to correct the pathetic passing statistics from Justin Herbert last year. Uh, so this is why they brought this is why they brought him in, man. So Keenan Allen smash play. Yeah, he, you know, that that whole offense looked off last year with the exception of like Austin Eckler. But the key component in that offense is Keenan Allen. I mean, Mike Mike Williams is good. Uh, you know, Josh Palmer's all right. He's he's still got a lot of time to mature, but Keenan Allen is the guy still in that offense. So he didn't get hurts. That's a shame. Nah, two picks Sorry. before me. I, I went for it, man. I've never ended up with Brown and Smith in any of my drafts, so I went for the fences. It didn't pan out, but, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah. I could go ahead and go with Burrow here. If only week but, 17 matters. Yeah, you know what? A lot of people used that, employed that draft strategy last year, and I bet that really backfired on them. Yeah, I, I love the um, I love the Seahawks finish at Steelers at Seahawks for Kenneth Walker. I love this finish for them in the last three weeks. Titans, um, and you know, Andy, the thing that no one really is taking into consideration. I get why the Week Seventeen matchups matter, right? Because it's the mm -hmm. the final round, if you will. But keep in mind that. There's going to be a lot of teams now that this is a longer season than in past years. 
that are going to have a playoff position locked and may not play their starters. So, I mean, that there is still some degree of error that if you're picking key matchups, guys that are on really good teams, maybe the Niners, the Eagles, uh, you know, any other team that is a favorite to win their division may not play starters or may play half a game only. Mm. That's going to be hard to predict. <laughs> but exactly. I guess it's, it's good. That's to, why it, it, it's a job. good it's a good measuring stick to a degree, but it, it can't be the end-all, be-all because there's always other factors, you know. Dustin Herbert, he ain't coming back to me, man. I know that. Grab him. Nobody's going to let him slide. Slide, there's, who do there's you the, want to get? There's the Moore and Fields uh, sandwich, which is going to be really hard to get for anybody. The Moore and Fields sandwich. Yeah, there's ADP is back to back. Oh, now now if you're at the uh, the turn there, you can pull that yeah. one off, right? For sure. So we got a red shield here going very robust RB to start with Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Ramadre Stevenson out of the three hole. Finally pivots to wide receiver, goes Mike Williams, Christian Kirk. Uh, interesting start, highly contrary to what has been uh, pretty optimal, especially in this three wide receiver format. So it's you know, it's three wide receiver plus a flex. So you got a bigger premium placed on the wide receivers than the running backs when you could start possibly four wide receivers any given weeks over three running backs. Let's see. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because a lot of it hinges on, uh, you know, who falls to you. You know, you might not be so high on the guy's that fall into that little bracket of uh, of players in your in your ADP gap, if you will, and maybe you pivot, take a, a top tier running back, and try employing a different strategy. You know, if you're doing a lot of these, like you know, I've done twenty, but that's like you know, not much compared to how many some of these shielded guys do. They probably do like twenty a week. You know, you can't you can't take identical sheets you're gonna to have to have a couple of different strategies otherwise you know you're really putting all your eggs in one basket hell yeah man gotta diversify kind of kind of like the uh like the hobby right i mean mm -hmm. want to diversify that portfolio get some mixed exposure do a little bit more hedging. I think it's it's important to do a little bit more hedging. Whereas in this, uh, you know, decent field, decent field tournament here, uh, we definitely want to swing for the fences. We don't necessarily want to have too much handcuffing going on and hedging going on because that'll just limit the potential upside you could get from each position. You know. Let's see. I'm on the clock here. <clears throat> I love that J.K. Dobbins pick, 57, that's still money. Scatterbrain is apparently mucking up the other draft. I get it. Uh, 
Derek said he disagrees. I, I get it. There's definitely a formula for the you know the final week or two uh, that you want to employ when going into the uh, the final bracket, if you will. But again, that that can backfire. We looked at last year preseason talking about like the Broncos matchup as like a marquee high scoring shootout, and that's why you took player A and you know did any guy on the Broncos do anything last year? You know what I'm saying? So like it's it's not a hundred percent. You know there there is some truth to it, but you're betting on first of all that team playing well throughout the year, then you're betting on them playing well that game as well. Jalen Burks continues to be a smash pick for me. He's actually a guy that I don't know if that's still the case now. I'm sure you could have or could pull some comps up on him, but uh, he was a guy that you could get some decently rare stuff of autos, serial numbered autos, uh, RPAs for relatively cheap that I only think is going to skyrocket once the season starts. If he starts the season the way his season ended, you know, he'll be looked at as a top 10 receiver in the league, potentially. Agreed 100%, man. And you notice they've been talking him up this offseason. He's teed up to absolutely smash, um, you know, between the vacated targets, the draft capital, the athletic ability, overcoming all the hurdles he did in his rookie season. Uh, he's teed up to absolutely smash. And then I think the real nail in the coffin will be if DeAndre Hopkins does in fact go to the Patriots and not the Titans, then, you know, there's going to be a, uh, an immediate confidence boost in the wide receiver one status of Traylon Burks. Uh, and he's, he's dude, he's 100% cause he's already gone up uh, probably a couple rounds. Oh, I'm going to auto pick. What pick are we at here? 77. 77. Oh, my man. Quentin Johnson, baby. Let's go. Let's get that off of there. Stacking them, baby. I'm about to crush this draft. Got that Charger stack going. Uh, but anyway, I was saying Traylon Burks' his ADP has already it has already risen quite a bit since February, like since best ball season started. Uh, I don't know the quite, but he's already. I mean, he's all the way up to pick sixty eight in this and FFPC. He's at pick seventy six. Um, so, I mean, that's 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 a pretty big jump over probably like double digit rounds and yeah i want to see if i can't potentially snipe the that alec pierce out of 49 actually ended for 26 dollars steve that's not bad at all for a card that's scarce you know here's the thing about uh Tannehill. you know you don't have to have to like him i I don't think unless they have like a really bad record that uh, he gives up the starting job this year, you know, they have a high winning percentage with him. 
when AJ Brown was his receiver, he had like the second highest QB rating in the league. He's not bad. He's not what you would call an elite quarterback, but he's definitely not bad. And if Burks comes into form, I think it'll be with him behind center and not, you know, Levis or, or anybody else. No bids on the Mac Daddy select, but I mean, out of 30, like, okay, 269. I mean, it's only out of 30. Yeah. It's not out of five. It's not out of, right? Yeah. For $269, I'm looking for something out of five, out of 10, at the worst, you know, gold. Uh, but out of 30 RPA, it's like, okay, you've got a one of one gold here. But now you're at twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. Of course, you're not going to sell that. Nobody's going to bid on that. Crazy people. They don't even want to sell the card. Just want to float it out there to see, I guess, if they get any, uh, any bids. Is the only thing I could do. Excuse me. Ooh, that variation is pretty nice. It's in a slab too for nine bucks. Nine ninety-nine. Fifty-six minutes left. I know we've talked about those before. I think you were saying that you're not as high as the uh, the base prisms are, but I think they're cool, man. I, I honestly really like them. I even like That's the cool. optic. I like the optic variations too. I'd I'd be way more inclined to. Oh no! Come on, give me back to my draft. I'm going to end up auto-picking. You watch. <laughs> I've, I've totally lost the uh, the draft. Ten seconds left. Could thank God I've got people queued up. Uh, what pick is this? It's 92. Cortland Sutton. Come on, I got him. Oh, oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to take, take a gander at your squad so far. All right. I, I like it's, it, man. It's like a ton it. of wide receiver weapons. <laughs> no, but you've got uh, you've got a good charger stack going. And I'm gonna back the truck up with sleeper running backs, just everybody and everybody in the league. I'm backing the truck up for all of them later on. It's just gonna be a just a just a pickup fest, man. Just gonna load these guys up in the back of this this truck, this championship roster truck right here. Yeah, I think these are. You know, I, I like doing these with the community, and I like doing these with you, Andy, because it's it's cool. We're, we're playing against each other, but we're playing against like a whole field of dudes. Like not just in our immediate pool. Like initially we are, but we've now we now have the prospect of taking it to a whole nother level like uh, we did a few times last year going into you know second third fourth ish rounds uh in some cases so it's cool man I, I, if we're doing a lot more of these somebody in our group is gonna make it and make a couple bucks here i have a feeling yeah i've got a really good feeling about it as well man all right so let's see what we can find under buy it now price plus shipping lowest first all right off center like pretty bad but okay 
Here we go. Ooh. Talk to me. $25 silver prism auto. I kind of like the penmanship here with this giant black Sharpie. I don't see any other players signing with this giant oh. black Sharpie. Oh my God, dude. That's idiot. <laughs> <laughs> It's like he was like, I'm tired. I'm just going to use the fattest marker I can find. All right. Let's see. All right. Let's see if I can get back to the the draft board here. Don't let them bully you, Scatter, man. It, anybody can win these things. Yeah, don't. Uh, Derek Richards a ball buster. Let him, let him bust your balls. It's okay does it to me all the time auto picking you know the huge uh yeah i think we're i think we're going with a full a full denver broncos uh stack here man <laughs> we're going with the full chargers denver broncos stack so second quarterback's going to be russ Got Cortland Sutton, Samaj P. Ryan. Gallup did is, not. Oh, somebody was asking about Gallup in the chat. He's now uh, two years removed from a major, major injury. So I think that uh, he's got some pretty good upside this year. And he's on a massive contract, man, which is crazy that they gave him the contract knowing he wasn't going to be healthy last year. Kind of mind blowing. Not going to lie, definitely, I think there's some uncertainty around that Dallas offense. Uh, it's hard to believe anything that Mike McCarthy says, so I really don't know what we're going to see. And, you know, he talks about wanting to run the ball more and this and that, but that's not really what their offseason actions have dictated, if you know what I'm saying, Steve. I think they're – I don't know. They're talking run, 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 but I just couldn't see them doing uh, anything different than they've been doing, honestly. Now, the schedule is pretty stout. I like the the uh, passing attack there. I just hope that uh, Brian Schottenheimer and Mike McCarthy don't just, just like totally implode this whole thing that they had going last year. Uh, especially once Dak got healthy, you know, I, I'm hoping they could build on that, but that definitely makes me concerned when they ship off Kellen Moore, their offensive coordinator, who was calling the offense uh, to the Chargers. You know, uh, definitely not uh, a big Schottenheimer um, fan as their consultant, and now they're their OC. I don't like Mike McCarthy. Not going to lie, I'm concerned about this offense, but I feel like maybe it could be more hands-off and the, the players are so talented and experienced at this point that they just kind of run it, you know? And they're forced in these situations where they do have to play aggressive, up-tempo, pass it. Because Tony Pollard's a great receiver. I think you got to utilize that receiving ability. <clears throat> uh, tough one, but I'll go there. 
116 coming up. Oh, man. I was going to get Damian Harris, too. I love that pick in Buffalo. They've never really had a power back, a true power back. That's what Damian Harris is. He's a bruiser, man, like a Deonta Foreman or that Khalil Herbert. I mean, like Roshan Johnson, like that's Damian Harris. Bring him into Buffalo, throw him in there in the red zone, just piss Stefan Diggs off, man. That's why he's so pissed off. <laughs> he's going to vulture a bunch of touchdowns from him this year. People forget, you know, because he had that injury before kind of getting shelved last year. But this, just the season before, you know, he had over 200 fantasy points for the Patriots. So, you know, it's if Buffalo treats him the same way he was used over there, possibilities are pretty, pretty serious. Oh, I don't mind if I do. On a Devin A. Chain in Miami. Let's freaking go. See, I don't know enough about that guy to... Uh, I haven't had any exposure to him just yet. I feel like there's just too many question marks and too many hints that maybe a guy like Dalvin could go there. I'm just not yeah. sure. Dalvin can definitely go there, which would definitely... Uh, torpedo his value a little bit, but in best ball, I think he's still got those spike weeks um, open. You know, Raheem Moster is old. We know sure. um, Mike McDaniel's is going to be doing a running back by committee approach. We also know it's going to be a lot of passing volume in the offense. And Devin A. Chain, he was that's actually a Mike McDaniel's pick, a th- the third round pick because right. he runs a fourth. Th- Four three two forty yard dash, 99th percentile forty yard dash score, uh, with pretty decent agility, and overall, even he's five nine one eighty eight, uh, running that fast, that puts him at an eighty eighth percentile high adjusted speed score. He was dominant at Texas A and M and had a very good target share. He's a very good receiver, so like I can see Dalvin being a primary running back. Yeah, sure, maybe he gets a dozen targets, but uh, Devin Chain being featured a lot in the short and intermediate passing game. Uh, and, 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 hey, if Tyreek Hill misses any time, hey, put, put Devin Chain on the outside, use him as a receiver. Or if uh, any of the Eagles running back running backs get hurt, uh, you know, they could bring in Dalvin as a, you know, much less expensive version of, uh, you know, Henry. Henry's going to cost them something, uh, you know, potentially in a trade, whereas they can just spend a little bit of money and get cooked. Let's go. I'm waiting late this time on tight end. I'm fading the position altogether here until super late. I think at this point, Steve, I'm going to go ahead and get my second quarterback in one, Mr. Russell Wilson, who, hey. I mean, if we're talking hobby, this might this might be his best chance to bounce back. I got to see how low his prism has gotten. If it's gotten under a hundred dollars from 2012, I might buy. I might buy one, man. I'm drafting him here. The ADP at 132. Yeah, he's not going to. I'm going to go ahead and lock down my second quarterback. Yeah, 
I'm intrigued, man. I'm I'm intrigued. I think that everyone genuinely thought Denver was going to be really good last year, and Russell Wilson looks like they doped him up before every game. I mean, <laughs> I, I don't even understand. Like, it didn't even look recognizable. He didn't look like he belonged in the NFL. Uh, so I don't know what the whole situation is there, but we can only just hope that, uh, you know, he's he's got his act together this year. He's going to need to if he wants to stick around in the league, honestly. All right, towel down. That's the base one. That's the PSA 10. So I'm going to look at more than nine because it's going to be comparable to the raw. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Look at that, man. 56, 81. That's nice. Oh, this used to be a $1,000 card, man. This yeah. used to be over $1,000. Even back uh, a year ago, 52-week high, 550. You can now get that same card for 230 So... He's at the floor, you know what I'm saying? For a fringe Hall of Famer, at his floor, now getting a Hall of Fame coach with added weapons. Everybody's healthy except for Javante, but you bring in P. Ryan. You're going to be throwing the ball out anyways, and you've got an elite defense. Like, you have a legit Super Bowl contending defense. So, I don't know. The, 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 the division is insane, right? Right, they're gonna probably they should easily beat the Raiders, but uh, you know the Chargers and the Chiefs. That's obviously the main contenders there. Super Bowl champion Chiefs. Hard to get through them, but I think that the offense is gonna absolutely be contending this year under Sean Payton. I just I just cannot see. I mean, you, when have you ever seen a Sean Payton offense struggle to put up points? It's like they're going to put up points. Uh, I, I'm I'm interested to see what he builds this year with with these guys, Russell Wilson, the Jerry Judy. Come on, you draft Marvin Mims in the second round. You got the field stretcher now because KJ Hamler can't ever stay on the field. Uh, Tim Patrick, possession receiver, he's healthy. Cortland Sutton's healthy as a true clasher X. I mean, like what what else he need what else he need here? You don't need anything. Dolchich has proven to be a good tight end, already somewhat broke out in his rookie year. So you got you got all the bases covered here, man. Um I'm kind of interested to see where PFF ranks the Broncos offensive line. Uh, I don't know. If I had to shoot a random guess out, I'd say like nine, maybe. What do you think? Let's see. 2023 offensive line rankings. Eagles one, Browns two, Chiefs three, Ravens four, Lions five. Hold on, I'm on the clock. Let me make a pick here. Let's make a pick. Uh, Dolchitz has slid to us. We could definitely pick a, a Dolchitz here. He's he's oh, Everett changed. I got Everett. Oh, whoops. Well, I might get Everett and Dolchitz. <laughs> you know, the that nice thing too much on the stack, but. The nice thing about, uh, you know, Denver, if you decide to go, you know, Russ, you can get Russ pretty late. 
and you can get pretty much everybody except Judy really late. And they have some quality wide receivers, Andy, guys we liked uh, prior to them getting hurt last year, uh, sometimes even going undrafted in this format. Yeah, you're right. You're right. All right, so um, offensive line rating. Yeah, it said five was Lions. Uh, six is Cowboys. Seven Falcons. There's actually seven Falcons. That's, that's pretty solid. But that one of those is a rookie left guard interior interior line. Uh, Packers is it at eight. They're they're actually uh, down five. Best player. Yeah, Bakhtiari. Nine is the Chargers. Okay. That's that's promising at nine. Ten is the Colts. Eleven is the Broncos. There you go. Okay. Not too far. There you go. I mean that's uh, they ranked... that's where you want to be in the top third of the league, you know. Yeah. They um They've worked quite a bit on improving the offensive line. They uh, they they ranked twentieth on the season in pass blocking efficiency last year. Um, but Russell Wilson was also the second worst quarterback in the league at converting pressure into at converting pressure into sacks, while warping the view of the Lions' performance. Their best player is Garrett Bowles. He played in just five games last season, but he has earned a PFF pass blocking grade above seventy in every year of his career and had been an excellent run blocker. Twelve is the Steelers. That's up four spots from last year. Uh, Thirteen is the Patriots, down two spots. Fourteen is the Bucks, but I'll tell you, man, the line might be worse than that. Fourteen. I don't know about all that. Well, I don't know if you saw. I can't remember the dude's name, but I think it was the center who was out for most of the year last year. They said that he's already out there pushing the sled for you guys. So that's that's pretty promising. It's the rookie roundup, baby. I got me some A chain, got me some Kendra Miller. Gonna scoop me up some Roshan Johnson if Steve doesn't snipe him from me. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna have to get him or someone else soon because I was going for uh I was going for Ford for my Cleveland stack and somebody grabbed him. I blew a pick on on tight end. I just there's so much tight end value that can give me a spike week. I'll, I'll share with you one of my favorite guys here towards the end based on the coach and the quarterback um, who actually might feature as a as a top two uh, target option in the, on the team. So I have to wait till the – well, you're the only one in the draft, so I really only have to worry about you sniping me. Eh, we're so far apart. It's not. It's probably unlikely. Someone else will do it. If some suspense to it, because you don't have a tight. Well, you did. You have Hawkinson earlier. Let me see what you've been doing over here, Steve. AJ yeah. Brown, Devonta Smith didn't quite get the full Eagle stack. That is messed up. This guy dropped Jalen Hurts when he had absolutely no need for him. <laughs> so close to my pick, too. I know, man. What a douche. All right, uh, and then. Hawkinson, okay, great recovery. So you pivot Amari Cooper, love it. Hawkinson, then then he goes his first running back at Dobbins, Sanders. Oh, man, so sexy. 
And then Elijah Moore. Okay, going with a, a Cleveland passing stack here. Digging that, digging that. And then Jamison Williams, the electricity late in the season. Uh, and then the hammer, Damian Harris. Wow, 10.4, so good. Jared Goff, 11.9 as a secondary quarterback. Uh, he's got Jamison Williams there to stack him with. Oh, you just got Roshan. So there's Roshan and uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Nice. You got you, mi- you missed the the Watson. I don't know. I don't know if you said it or not, but I I managed to complete most of the Cleveland uh, offensive attack, except for the running backs. So, and you're back on the clock now, man. So what are you gonna do? Um, you know what? We'll get a couple more lions in our. And our fleet here. No, I don't want to see QB. Does it not understand? There we go. It's like, I want to see everybody but quarterbacks. This is still, uh, the more of these you do, Andy, I feel like you start seeing some really good value uh, at this point in the draft. Yeah, for sure. Stafford at 163. I feel like that's such a good pick. Oof. Uh, yeah, if he's healthy, it's a great pick, man. All right, we're at 164. I don't know. Yeah, let's just go ahead and Marvin Mims. Might go Tim Patrick, too. Shoot. We're going to unlock some Sean Payton, Russell Wilson stack spike weeks this year. Don't forget about their big playmaker who has been sitting out because of injuries two seasons in a row. If he stays healthy, he could have some, some big spike weeks. You're talking about Tim Patrick? Uh, No. No, Tim Patrick is more of like their Adam Thielen. I was thinking more along the lines of uh, KJ. Ah, man, I'm fading that guy. Yeah, so so you're saying uh, last pick will be Marquez Callaway? Yeah. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I'm uh, Hamler, man. Too scalded. Hamler cannot stay healthy to save his freaking life, man. If you thought Paris Campbell was fragile. And you, you have wait till you meet KJ Hamler. <laughs> the guy is Mr. Glass. Let's see if there's you any know, up. let's see if there's any news on this guy yet here. I saw a tweet today. It looks like Denzel Mims is gonna be released. He's gonna be cut from the team. He's not gonna make the, the cut, man. Um who who else did I see that wasn't gonna make the make the squad? So Hamler's looking like iffy to start the season. Oh, never mind. Hamler should be 100% for the start of Denver's offseason. Disregard that. Oh, baby. I got me a Chicago running back. 
Unless Distant Cowboy reigns on my parade here. Yeah, when you have guys in a unknown committee share. Uh, yes. What a waste of a pick at 172, Taysom Hill. Good luck with that. <laughs> Deonta Foreman, baby. I like the Taysom Hill pick. Actually, I like that pick. I, I've got him in a bunch of these, a bunch of these sheets. They use the guy at just about every position on the field, so you got to be. He can have some massive weeks, Andy. That's true. I know he's a gadget position. They put him all over the place. The coaching stinks in New Orleans, and so Derek Carr is not great. He's probably on the decline. So Taysom Hill is going to be. Distant Cowboys, like little secret. Uh, but see, this is the thing. You draft um, uh, Travis Kelsey at your tight end spot. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. He put in Taysom Hill because he could have those, you know, 50. He could have some crazy 50-point week, right? So he really is a best ball, better and best ball candidate. Now, I was just a dog in the guy because he uh, he didn't pick my guy. <laughs> I thought maybe he, uh, I thought maybe he sniped you earlier on. Probably did. No, I, I haven't really been sniped yet. Where did Paris Campbell go in the draft? Uh, he did not. Yeah. Let's see. Campbell, he's still out there, man. Who's, who's, who's got Daniel Jones? That would be a. Uh, Daniel Jones, uh, he's got to be selected. Old Daniel Jones, yeah, he went QB 14. Let's see. ADP of 113. Um, drafted by Gup. Gup drafted him. I'll pull up the draft board. Where's Gup? Yeah, here's Gup. Gup got old Daniel Jones at 111 here in the 10th. Not really sure what his plan is when he's going Wandale Robinson over Paris Campbell. Not buying the smoke, man. He's not buying the rumors on Paris Campbell. Fading it. Fading the news. Going with Wandale, not Hodgins. Interesting. Uh, I'm sure Waller's been gone for a while, but still, he's, he's faded Hodgins. He's faded Slayton. He's faded Campbell, especially for little, little Wandale. It's interesting. I, if you recall, Andy, uh, tell me if your memory serves you correct. Nico Collins went at, uh, I don't know what pick he went, but he's already taken. It looks like 132. I think earlier in the year, or maybe it was last season, he was going in the 180s. Hmm. Gotta make a pick. I'm gonna go Paris Campbell. I'm gonna snipe him from that uh, from Gup. Ain't coming back to you, Gup. I'm gonna go ahead and take him at his new ADP, 188. Sorry, Steve. I was focused on not being auto pick. Oh, that you're good, man. My, my last <laughs> wide receiver selection. Uh, what were you saying again? Uh oh, uh Nico Collins ADP I feel like is gone really up 
quite a bit uh, compared to even earlier this year when these kind of rolled out. Yeah, he has gone up for sure. I think you got to pick somebody in that room, that wide receiver room, step up. Nico Collins is going to be the first man to get a big crack at it, him and Mechie. Mechie's kind of stepping out on his rookie season, you know, so is Nate Dell or Tank Dell, whatever they call him. And uh, so Nico really does have to step up as the top dog, man. It's just, this is his wide receiver room to kind of kind of lose, you know, right now. We got a Ty Chandler pickup. Oh, that was a, that was a nice – um, nice pickup, man. I gotta, gotta move him up my rankings. Now, I don't care what Derek says about Chase Brown, man. I think he's a great hedge off of Joe Mixon. Yeah, if uh, for whatever reason Mixon gets evidently, I don't know if you heard this, Andy, but evidently they're asking Mixon to take a pay cut. Uh, yes, the, I did the, hear that. The rumor is that if he does not accept that they could cut him. So I don't know if that has anything to do directly with the off-field ramifications uh, or not, but that has plenty of fantasy implications that there will be another running back in play, whether that's someone they currently have or somebody like Dalvin Cook or Leonard Fournette. Uh, but yeah, there's there's going to be a lot of hype with whoever ends up starting the season there. Chase Brown. Yeah, that would be huge, yeah. man. His 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 value would skyrocket. That'd be some like Dearness Johnson overnight superstar value there. Not opposed to. Okay, wait. Did my did my tight end go? Son of a beep. I got my tight end got sniped three picks ago at Hayden Hurst. <laughs> Oh, that's a daggum shame, man. I have to go with uh, old Jelani Woods here. I wanted Hayden Hurst bad, man. Gets a good contract, goes to Carolina. You know, um, Frank Reich is going to make things easy for his 1.1 rookie quarterback. He's not going to throw him to the wolves. He's going to be wanting to help him get the ball out quick. Uh, it's probably going to be getting him out of the pocket because, after all, Bryce Young is a small guy. You know, got to be able, got to be able to see downfield, right? Um, but by the time that kind of stuff happens and that develops, I think you're going to have a lot more short and intermediate routes Hayden Hurst excellent route runner man great hands I think Hayden Hurst is probably going to be the number two target leader on that team you know followed by Adam Thielen I think Adam Thielen will be the target leader I think then it's Hayden Hurst and then between DJ Chark and Terrace Marshall not really sure depends on which one's healthier I guess <laughs> But that's kind of my prediction there. And then you're going to have a – you're definitely going to have a run-first offense. Uh, Miles, that's – I mean, they're just going to wear the hell out of Miles Sanders. That's why I think you got great value on him. And Chuba Hubbard, I 
definitely be used in that satellite role. Not that it carries over into the, the real world necessarily, but uh, I don't know if you play Madden or have played Madden, but uh, I, I started following a couple of YouTubers that do uh, team rebuilds via sim, you know, uh, running the organization and then simming all the matchups with the real life rosters. And in a lot of scenarios, Andy, the Carolina Panthers go to the Super Bowl in a lot of them against the Chiefs. It's pretty funny. That is funny, man. The Chiefs. I think I'm pretty happy with my squad. I, I had to had to pivot pretty hard. Had to pivot pretty hard after the Jalen Hurts pick, but I think I recovered pretty pretty well. Yeah, I've got two five eight two set there, set there. Eh, I could use another running back. Or uh, tight end. That's really what I'm looking at now. Um, yeah, I know they bring in Jasicki, and he goes a decent amount earlier. But the veteran touchdown guy there is Hunter Henry. Mac Jones loves him in the red zone. He's in the prime of his career for terms of tight end. He's going to be on the field more, too, because he can actually block Whereas Jasicki can't block for crap, man. So I think I'm going to go ahead and just let it roll on. I mean, maybe I could have, yeah, I probably should have had another running back there, but eh, I let it ride. Two of my running backs are rookies, man. And Samaj P. Ryan, thick. So is Kenneth Walker. So is Deonta Foreman. Deonta Foreman weighs like almost 240 pounds. I mean, just an absolute tank, man. So I've actually seen, you know, I, I'm sure you've seen him too. There's a couple plays last year and the year before where he snaps off some long runs. So for his, his body size, he's got pretty good speed, man. Yeah. Renfro with yeah. a 215 pick. You got to like that. Renfro and Clyde Edwards. Hilaire with the final pick, man. All right. I am calling it tonight. We're at the two-hour mark. I've uh, had a very long day. I know Steve has too. Um, hey, but I know you guys are probably doing another draft in the Discord. So you guys, you know, that, that thing's open to all patrons. You guys can stream in there if you guys want to get on together. I've streamed in there like that one um, the other day. Uh, so... You guys have at it, but I am going to retire and head off to bed. I got to, man. I got a lot of stuff to do. Understood, tomorrow. man. Yeah, I got a long day myself, but uh, I am going to probably stick around for one more at least uh, if anyone else wants to queue up. So, Andy, always a pleasure. Maybe uh, maybe next week we can try to squeeze a second one in. Maybe start it a yeah. hair earlier. Yeah, I started a hair earlier. Uh, but it's all good, man. I have a lot of fun doing these and it's such a, such a fun stream, such a fun draft. Can't wait to do it again next time. So you guys go, go do one more in the discord. I wish you good luck. I had a great time, Steve, and I'll see you in that next one. Peace. Peace. Good night, everyone.